This episode of Let's Meet is brought to you by The Clean. To 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 the clean. Defending against dirt for budgets and spaces big and small. You can reach them at 513-720-3115. Hail the scrub. Hi. Hello. Let's meet. Today's episode will be in stereo, 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 stereo. On the 19th episode of Let's Meet Part 1 of 3, Cincinnati has the best weather. When Austin thinks of Ohio, he thinks of Kevin Hart. Not that Kevin Hart. Tony runs out of forks. You don't need to die in Cincinnati. Michael grew up in a corporate coffee world. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to another exciting and riveting episode of Let's Meet. I am Michael. And I am Tim. Tim is the brains. Look at him go. <laughs> Look at me go. The brains behind the joint. So today, as always, the format of the show, in case you've forgotten in the in the days since you haven't listened, because we know that you listen multiple times, um, the point is for this show, for us to introduce you to people in the Cincinnati and northern Kentucky areas who are doing things. They're movers, they're shakers, they're producers, they're creators. And I think that's going to go in a song. And we're going to write that. Okay. That song is going to be called Let's Meet, and it's going to be the second theme, which is not as good as the one Tim already wrote. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm actually having a great week. All right. It's day two. <laughs> what, could, what could go wrong? What could go wrong besides torrential snowing? Yeah. It's spring, and it's snowing, um, and it's sticking. Spring has sprung. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh-huh. wrong. So tonight, guys, we have uh, we have a couple of guests with us that we're excited about. Um, these young men, these gentlemen, um, have created a name for themselves, not only uh, as Cincinnatians, because you're from here originally, um, but they have gone out to the, the far reaches of California. We're talking San Francisco. You've been other places, I'm sure. Just nod your head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so these guys have been in the restaurant industry. They've been in the uh, the wine, food, beverage, all of those things. They've been in some music. We just learned. Um, <laughs> there's true. a there's a lot of stuff that these guys are going into. I mean, there's there's culinary institute, right? Uh, Johnson and Wales. Yeah. Johnson and Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, there's you're the sommelier. Yep. There's a whole guys. There's a lot going on. We're gonna talk <laughs> coffee. We're gonna talk restaurants. We're going to talk branding. We're going to talk about it all. We're going to talk about the future of Cincinnati. Ladies and gentlemen, let's meet... Austin Ferrari. Tony Ferrari. The Ferrari brothers. The Ferrari brothers. (laughs) Much, much more exciting of a get than the Property Brothers. Those guys are cheesy. And (laughs) I don't know if you're cheesy yet. No, I can already tell you. No money falling out of our pockets. Trust me, man. I don't know. I wish it was, man. Shit, I don't know if I'd be here. (laughs) I'd be chilling in Italy like all the time. That's fair. I get that. I get that. You've been to Italy then. You make that reference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What part? Three times, I think. Sicily. Right on. Um, Valdiosta, Trentino, Piedmont, yeah. Milan, Venice. All right, now you're just rubbing it yeah, in. Yeah, like, how are you feeling now? <laughs> my, uh, my parents used to live in Sicily, and they moved back over to the States because my mother's father passed, and also they were getting ready to have me. Yeah. So they thought... So you were almost Sicilian. Almost. almost. Look at that. Almost. They thought, man, we should go back to America because that's where we're going to get all the money. Yeah. We ain't going to oh, yeah. get no the money, money here. Yeah. Anyway. yeah, yeah. We have to have this this baby jerk. <laughs> I love all the people. It's lives. like, oh, we should move to Italy, you know? It's it's a beautiful place. It's like, then you don't make money there. All the Italians want to come to America. 
Oh Surprise. yeah. You know, that's how the family did it. You know? Yeah. Well, that's, you're trying to make all the money and then move back. Is that what your goal exactly. is? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Fill the account up before we pay taxes and fly out before tax day, right? That sounds great. <laughs> my um, my wife is second generation Italian, and so if we could if we could get some money together and go over there, that'd be great. That'd be great because the political climate <laughs> right now in America, I'm not feeling good about. I'm just gonna say that. Good. I'm not sure it's great in Italy right now either. Yeah. All, right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, you got a point. I think it's pretty it's major major worldwide at but this point. It's beautiful. <laughs> it is beautiful. You got that. Yeah, it, yeah. Does it yeah. snow in, in April though? <laughs> that's no. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe. up north. Maybe I don't, I don't. I don't know what that's like, but I'm sure it does hit the ground. Yeah. Fair enough. I haven't been there in the winter, so I don't think I'll be there ever in the winter. I mean, you live there full time. Or spring. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's spring, but we'll see. So let's talk history. You guys are from Cincinnati. Yeah. How long were you here until you did your respective move aways? I think we were both about the same age, actually. I left when I was about 17, 18, and I think we both picked up and left right after high school. So uh, I went down to Miami for college and to get some beach weather and... Yeah. So that Beach Miami. babes and all that good stuff. The, the one down. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not yeah. the Miami that's north. Yeah. South, baby. Very confusing. <laughs> South. The one where it's definitely not going to snow in exactly. April. Yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah, is, that where, just, is that where Johnson & Wales is? Forget yeah. My yeah, ignorance. Johnson Wales uh, University is there. It's, it's a great, Ooh. great culinary school. Like it's, you know, it's good for people that really want to pursue the dream. And What's good about the school is it's a university, so it's accredited, and you actually get a degree rather than just like a little... Certificate. Kind of certificate yeah. Right on. Yeah. Nice. So, so nice. is that a is that a four year program? Uh, it's two and four. Oh, yeah. right on. So you can choose. Nice. Yeah. So when you were when you're there and you're in that program, I assume it's pretty labor intensive. Are you yeah. working in a school sponsored restaurant or do you have like a an outside gig as well that you work at? Uh, it just depends. It could go either way. You could go get your job on your own, or the school could help you um, kind of secure something. And what did you do? Um, I went off my own. Right yeah, on. Did my own thing. That makes sense. That so, kind of that sounds like brand. Brand. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, worked, worked all day and then or went to school all day, worked all night, and it was a uh, crazy two years, but it was it was fun. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of partying involved, and you're there not was a, any of there that. was a good amount. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, you late night beach parties. You can't and, be a young person you know, in Miami and no, not do that. Right? Drink until yeah. six and then go straight to school. So yeah, that's a law. Yeah. At, at least fine. thanks for going to school. I showed up. I paid for it. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might as well do it. I mean, here in South Beach, Miami, you have to party. Yeah, it's fine. The rule. You can't go down there and not party. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah. So that also, since you were down there, are you good at making a Cuban sandwich? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> totally. Because I've got my kitchen's right there. And he said, oh, yeah, with such confidence. Too. Like, there was oh, a yeah. glimmer in his eye. And he was like, I know exactly how to do it right now. I got it. It's under control. <laughs> and, and my wife is in the other room. She lived in Miami for quite some time as well. Oh, cool. So she's very excited. She just keeps fist pumping. Yeah, for every, every time I make attention. Yeah. 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 And never. here we are with snow in April. <laughs> oh, what a world. What a world. Cincinnati's beautiful, guys. Beautiful. Please move here. Please join us. Yeah, help it. Help it. Help it. Help the weather. So, if we bring enough bodies here, the heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Will It'll radiate and we'll <laughs> melt it all. Where did you move to after that? How long were you in Miami? So, so I did about five years down there and then uh, moved off to California. I just, um, I felt like I always wanted to see the West Coast and like never really been. And I heard it's like killer restaurant scene and produce there and the weather. It's like, you know, it's the, it's, it's the dream, right? Like everyone yeah. wants to go to the West Coast and become something, you know? So I just figured it would be a good uh, place to go and 
get some more experience and work with some of the best chefs and restaurants and one of those cities where if you can make it there, you can kind of make it anywhere, just like they say in New York. Yeah. So it was a different type of living than like a New York scene where it's like you, you, know, you work three jobs, you live in a closet. For the West Coast, it's more kind of toned down a bit and like it's about you know kind of having a work life and a work life balance and like you know being the sunshine and being a beach bum and whereas new york is kind of the same big city but it's like all about you know work 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 and you know being very professional and like sticking to it and so yeah it was kind of um a good a good world for me at the time and i, I don't regret anything it's, the west coast is amazing beautiful yeah, place good. a lot of great people so you divide your time now both of you divide your time now, yeah. right? Kind of between Cincinnati and San Francisco. Is that correct? Yeah, a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what, Austin, what was your experience when you were, when you moved out on your own? Yeah, I mean, we kind of grew up in the restaurant industry, like our dad working in it and just mm-hmm. being surrounded by it with our family being from Italy. And so I started working in restaurants when I was 10. That's illegal. Parents are going to get busted now. And uh, <laughs> you know, I just we didn't grow up with the with the best upbringing. We didn't have money really, so for me, it was more about just like making some cash. I can buy my own shoes. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to. I wanted. I wanted to like. First of all, I love fashion, but I also wanted to like look good and fit in in, in school. And I didn't want to sure. be that little outer in the corner, you know. And so I knew I had to work for it, and that was cool with me. Yeah. So I got a job, and after a while, after the years, I just I loved it. I loved the restaurant industry, and I met so many crazy people through it. It was just something about these people that work in this industry. They're all artists, you know. Yeah. They really are, and like it's it's no matter where you go, if you go to L.A., like people are in school trying to be an actor, but they're working in restaurants, right? You know? And then eventually they just stay in restaurants. They never right. they never <laughs> right. you know. I mean, this works. People that went to school to be a lawyer, they're like in debt to their to their shoulders. Dude. It's like. Still working in restaurants. For sure. So there's some love in that. So anyways, I did that. And then when I was like 15, 16, I got into music. So around that age, I was like, man, I got to figure out what what I'm going to do with my career. And I know it's like a weird thing to think about at that age. But I was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to go to school for? No, no. I was going to be an NBA basketball player. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to be a baseball player. I was like, I'm definitely going to be MLB for sure. Because I'm I'm so good. I'm still 5'10". And I'm almost the same weight as LeBron James, which doesn't doesn't add up. I, I think Keep that lifting. You, I think that you still have a shot at the Reds. <laughs> yeah. I could. I mean, I'm sure they would love to have me. Still I mean, get paid big money. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would, I would get paid, and I don't know, we could we could win. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, no, I love the Reds. I, I definitely support the home teams, but uh, yeah, that needs some work. So, but uh, yeah, at that age, I I was like kind of debating on what I wanted to do. It was my next step. And I knew that music would be very hard to get into as far mm-hmm. as like making money and just that progression. It's kind of like who you know kind of thing when it comes to the music world. Right. And um, so I just stuck with restaurants. Uh, I loved it. I, I really did. Like, I, I had a passion for it. I always loved going to work. And, um, and when I was about 16, I really got into uh, beverages, mainly wine. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I'd switched restaurants to go work in Boca. So I worked under Kevin Hart, who was there, and mm-hmm. he's like kind of like the wine guru when it comes to Cincinnati, and yeah. I mean uh, elsewhere as well. But like when it, when I when I focus and think of like Cincinnati or Ohio in general, I just think of Kevin Hart. He's very well connected, but he's, he's very smart and very passionate, and he loves what he's doing. And so he really got me more into it. And so it was really funny. I'll never forget the first question I asked him. I said, "Hey, Kevin, like I want to learn about wine. You know, you guys are always." Drinking this stuff at the bar yeah. before service. It's like, yeah, yeah. how do I learn about it? Like, what is it? What is champagne? Like, I don't even know what it is. Mm-hmm. I, but I've taken some back before. And he, he starts laughing. And he's like, he's like, read, the, read this book, Windows on the World by Kevin Zraeli. I said, okay. I bought three copies of it. I read it. I read it all the time. I still read yeah. it. I think it's a great book. Um, right especially on. for people that just don't know anything. 
um, just teaches you about like labels, grapes, varieties, like where stuff's coming from. And so I really got into it. And then Tony started to pop up when I was like, you know, 17 and a half. So I moved out to um, San Francisco after I graduated Walnut Hills. Yeah. Because I, I didn't know what I wanted to go to school for. I didn't want to waste money to go to school because I didn't want to go into the debt. Right. I was like, hell with it, man. I'll just move. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave the city. I, I, you know, since I will forever be my home, I will always love it. And I'll just go try something new. Yeah. San Francisco seemed like an awesome city. And at the time, it didn't cost $10,000 to get a bedroom. But now right. it costs $10,000 to get a bedroom. You know, it's uh-huh. like pretty expensive. And I still love it. But it's definitely changed as technology has grown. And Yeah. Uh, been there for eight years now. Right on. Yeah, it's so, really good. So you kind of got some more grounding with Tony. Yeah. So you started your own thing yeah. out there, right? Yeah, we started doing like a pop up uh, with a with a college buddy, and we like it kind of just morphed into this crazy thing, and where like tons of people would come to the door knocking, like, "Hey, can we get in this thing?" And it's like, uh, "We don't have enough forks. Like, it's probably too busy. <laughs> yeah. like, was it, was it it's house? not seeing next week. It was a house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we. You know, we would invite like uh, other chef friends, and we'd all do a course, and we all go to market together, and we would just ask kind of like for donations for the next one, and just yeah. kind of keep cool. not to like to make money, just to like keep funding the next ones. And everyone's like, "Yeah, no problem." And actually, we like made a little money on it. it was kind of cool. So basically, after that, we started kind of getting pretty into it. And like the neighborhood's like, "You guys need to open something." It was always kind of the, the the goal is to open a restaurant. And yeah, so I just always wanted my brother to kind of you know, get out of Cincinnati, like, see the world, like, hey, man, let's come out here with me, I'll, I'll, I'll look after you, like, we'll, we'll do this stuff together, and, like, we'll become a team again, like, we were always really close, and then when I left, we were kind of separated, mm-hmm. so I was just, like, and I want you to get out of school, and, like, we always kept communication, yeah, like, like always been, yeah. come see something new, like, you don't yeah. need to, like, die in Cincinnati right now, like, just, <laughs> right. yeah. just, like, you don't need to be there forever, we can always go back, or, like, let's travel, and just see yeah. the world, man, like, makes you a much better person, and more sincere, and more kind of, um, any, Anything you're thrown into, you can figure it out because you're just well-cultured, you know? Right. So, yeah, it worked out great. Like, he came out and pulled him right out of high school, like, all right, let's go. And so we both kind of left at the same yeah. time. I was young. He was young. And yeah. We just, um, we figured it out. You know, we had our ups and downs and our struggles and our successes. And, you know, we, we still will and we still do. And, yeah. you know, it's just about learning. It's like life. Life's all about this journey, man. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's not never going to be perfect. But as long as you're happy and, like, moving towards something and you're, you know, giving other people life and opportunity, then... You know, it's, we're, we're successful in that yeah. way. Like, it's not always about money. It's about like success and values and friends and family. And, right. Like, that's so much more valuable than money. Like, money comes and goes, you know. But yeah, it's about like opportunity and it's about taking care of people in your community. And I think that's powerful than anything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. That's a good segue into another question, a follow-up question. What kind of brought you back to Cincinnati? I've seen that you guys have opened up your shop. It's a barbershop, and you have yeah. coffee. Available as well, yep. real real barista action, yep. not just like some coffee mate, <laughs> not just a, button, <laughs> not just a button you push. Six ounces. Yeah. Some, people, some people like that, man. That's totally cool. You know, it's like yeah. we're just offering something. You can come and get it. You don't have to. But yeah, yeah. At the same time, you know, it's also an educational thing too. It's like I don't think people understand what's actually going on. You know, right? So, so what could you explain to us what the reasoning for coming back and and starting that is? So basically, growing up in Cincy, our great uncle Fausto, when he came to America. Um, late 40s, I believe. Yeah. He he worked in a barbershop, which is the same one that we own now. And he uh, kind of paved the way for the rest of our family to come over. And this barbershop, he's been working at for years, as well as our um, grandfather, Emilio. And we kind of grew up in that shop, getting our hair cut, hanging out, eating yeah. charcuterie. Um, the place wasn't, you know, the 
best place put together, I would say. Like, there's, like, a fridge in there. There's all kinds of stuff that was in there, like, just hanging out. <laughs> right. Newspapers right. everywhere. I mean, it's trashy. We've yeah, all yeah. been in that barbershop. But this classic, like, it's been there for so long. And so about two years ago, and we'll talk about this more, but we've gotten, we're trying to do this project in Kim Washington, mm-hmm. which is a coffee shop. While we've been coming back and forth to town, we eventually went back to the barbershop, and it just looked empty. It looked soulless. It looked dead, you know, like what's wrong with this place and how can we bring it back and our uncle's great uncle's now 92 you know and he just can't do it anymore yeah so we said dude you know to be quite honest with you my brother got the had the idea and he's like dude we should bring it back i was like yeah i don't really cut hair i see what you mean he's like we talked about it so much, and I was like, "Let's just do it," you know. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I, like it's more of an opportunity for us to like a keep the place open and b give people opportunity to be a barber in that place and cut hair and make their own income and do their own thing, and that's what it is. Like, yeah. And we're giving them the freedom to do what they would like, you know. And we're helping people, and we're trying to grow at the city and um and just keep that place alive. So, and we also had that space in the front. To where it was like, do we love coffee so we can add something that we actually do in our daily lives mm-hmm. and understand into this place as well? So it's like yeah. cutting hair and getting a coffee. You know, it's like some place you go to, you cut hair and you get a beer, you can get a margarita, whatever. You know, right. every, every shop's different. This world's very big. So, like, why not? Yeah. yeah. We definitely, so we're not the first ones to do it. I'm, I'm being straight up honest. Like, it's I, it's definitely in New York. I mean, I've seen some in Australia. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's everywhere. It's in Japan, it's in Europe, it's in, they're in Italy. Definitely, yeah, for sure. So it's not like a obscure thing. I just think it's very out of the ordinary for Cincinnati, you know. And so we're trying to help educate people and to understand like what we're doing and what what, what we want to bring to the city, you know. Yeah. So, At, I'll be honest. Seeing a La Morzoko in the mach- in the window, like that's a draw to me because I I grew up in. I mean, I grew up in a, a corporate coffee world. I spent about ten years in that. Yeah. Um, yeah but I spent thing. I spent some other time. <laughs> I seen that in, logo. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I started, that's that's the machine that that company it was, used. Absolutely. And you know and, what? Ooh. I mean, being in Third Wave Coffee and like living in San Francisco right now, and knowing all these guys that make coffee, roast coffee, import coffee, green coffee, whatever. Yeah. They started it. It was the capital in Seattle back mm-hmm. in the day. And, now we hate on them sometimes, but I think I hate them on a different level of expansion. It's like, why do you need to have one a right. corner away from each other? Right. Like, it's not that serious. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And it's like, you're not, I think at that point, we're not understanding the idea of like what we're trying to build here. Well, you guys are probably seeing a culture shift, too, because when you go into this worldwide coffee shop, you see that they've become lax on their dress codes and their appearance, oh, yeah. and they're trying to bring in that yeah. that independent coffee shop Absolutely. feel because that's what people are wanting. Yeah, they're wanting to be able to go in and talk to a barber and yeah. and get their their hair cut and a and a probably uh, I assume a shave. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah and have have a proper latte as well, right? Yeah, I think it just goes back to that the whole thing of like a clubhouse, like a, you know, a coffee house was created for a space for people to come join and meet your neighbors, like. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a safe place. It's a safe place to go and like get warm or get cold and like drink something and yeah, kind of your daily routine. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Just that's, like a barber shop. Everyone so, spoke before. I mean, yeah. So when, when you change that culture of what this thing was or supposed to be or once what you know once once was, it's like how do you uh, react to it and how do you change the game and you know it's still very much that's what it is to us. It's a mm-hmm. place that everyone's welcome to. There's always something for everyone and. Yeah, come meet your neighbors. Yeah, man. it's for the community. Yeah. Like, every, every place we do will be yeah. for the community. And every place it's, we do will always a have a special touch on it, you know? Like, yeah. I hope that when you go into one of our businesses, 
you know, the, the as we continue to grow, like you can look at it and say, oh yeah, this is definitely a Ferrari brother space. Like, mm-hmm. wait, they have their their touch on it. Whether I'm there or not, you will understand that why when you talk to somebody, they talk to you the way they do, and why they understand like love hospitality, and why they talk to you. If you walk into a place and they look dreadful and they don't want to be there, they're right. not gonna work with us. Because right. I'll just do it at that point. It's like, or it doesn't need to be there. Like it right. doesn't make sense, you know? Yeah. So it's very <clears throat> important to us that we always keep that keep that in mind as we expand. So do you just have coffee on the menu or are there other things there as well? For the barbershop, we so it's just an espresso bar. Okay. But if you need like a cup of coffee, it's considered like Americano, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Uh, not everybody will want to do that and that's okay too. Like we won't always be able to, you know, everything. serve everybody and do everything. Yeah, we just don't have the space. Yeah. You have to keep, educate people about that. You know? <clears throat> well, the only reason why I asked that is um, one of our previous podcasts, we mentioned a place called Roscoe's uh, Barber and a Rib Shop. Oh, wow. As a, as a joke, because it sounds like the worst thing yeah. ever, because ribs <laughs> and barber, it's just not a good mix. You know so, food and hair. Yeah. Food and how appetizing that is. You got some barbecue in your beard, dog. So I just yeah. thought I would A little mustard up there, you know? <laughs> you know? That's funny. You know, we, we never had that issue, and it's funny, like, we, there's a lot of people that do this combination of, like, barbershop and something, or salon and something, and yeah. it's very rare, actually, you get hair in the, in the food and, and coffee and what, what have you, like, yeah, it's you never, you don't, you super rare. Yeah, um, yeah. it's because it's it's no one's doing it with ribs. It's not, well, well, yeah. Yeah. So you can get a, if you can get a coleslaw shave. And it's like, dude, <laughs> if the hair goes into it, just make another one, like, it's not the right. end of the world, we're not going to die here, folks, like, it isn't rock. It's your hair. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, yeah, yeah. Totally. freak out, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, everyone calm down, take a breather, you know, smoke a cigarette. Thank you for listening to the Let's Meet podcast. In the next episode of Let's Meet, Tim finally finds out where the Sign Museum is located. For more information, please visit our website at letsmeetpodcast.com and please subscribe. Let's meet. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Let's meet. Hello. Let's meet. Hey, what you doing? Hey, hello. Hehehehe <laughs>